0: Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Lord, we just say thank you. You are so, so good. We're so blessed to be reminded of your kingship, Lord, your, your presence, the throne in heaven and what happens there 24 hours a day. Lord, to have joined in this morning as Sarah reminded us, we've joined in with all that's happening in heaven, and we say, Lord, thank you so much. And now as we turn to the scriptures, Lord, we thank you. There's freedom in the word for us today. You can lift us up today because of the word of God that will come into our hearts today, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory, and we thank you for the word of God to us today. Amen. Amen. Do you want me to carry on as I am? Well, it's been an amazing year, it really has, and um, I'm conscious that things happen that uh, you may not always be aware of, um, but people got saved this morning and baptized. Wow, well, somebody's very loud at the back there, and um, do you know, in, in Kenya, in the last six weeks, 50 people have been baptized, Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we had 750-odd people here last weekend for um, the king has come. Uh, People have been saved. Mum stops have been brilliant. International friendship carries on, doing a fantastic work. It's been a great year. But I want to just speak about the next 10 days. Anybody know what is happening in the next 10 days? Well, there's Christmas, of course. Um, and, um, and, and then we come to the end of this year and the start of a new year, the end of a decade indeed, and the start of, um, of another decade. And I really want to just share what I believe is the heart of God to us this morning, that we finish this year really well. I do believe um, everything we need for next year is already here, and that is in varying stages of being in seed form or or still at the early early stages of of being conceived, and I'll come on to that in a moment, things are being conceived, seeds are being planted, things are growing, but I, I just truly believe that the way the Lord organizes and arranges His body which the book of Corinthians talks about, it means everything we need is here. God has arranged his body. The Lord has put things in place just as he wants them. So, so believing everything is here for all that he wants to do next year, thanking him for a brilliant year that we're now coming to the end of, I just want to say, Lord, we want to finish well. And we want to, therefore, start well, believing that all you've got for us next year Is present and available and the question is what will we do with it? I I think next year will be a year of definition in many ways for us. Um, Kerry shared with um, some of us a couple of weeks ago that the Lord said to him very distinctly 2020 will be a year of plenty. Let's just say that together because some of you might not have heard that before and it'd be good to speak those words out loud. 2020 a year of plenty, a year of plenty, 2020. So, how can we start really well? Well, by, by finishing really well. And I don't know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of um, friends here, a lot of people, went, I know some I've never met before. I don't know how your year has been. It may have gone uh, just as you planned, unlikely. It, it may have exceeded some expectations, possible. It may have been disappointing in some ways. That's also likely, quite likely, quite possible. But we can start a new year really well if we decide we're going to finish this one really well. So I want us to read this morning about some men and women who finished their lives really well. Some stories of faith of heroics that I believe can help us this morning, stories of, um, I'm going to read about 10 of these stories in, in, in a little bit of detail and then some in very little detail, but men and women who moved forward towards what they couldn't yet see, that's a recurring theme, they moved towards something they'd not seen but believed, men and women of faith, anybody know where we might be going next? Hebrews chapter 11. So if you just turn there, Hebrews 11, and um, it's a fabulous chapter. Yours might be titled Heroes of Faith or something similar. And I believe there's word here for all of us, some very specific things Okay, is everybody in Hebrews 11? We don't have the words on the screen today, so it's, it's a long passage. But, but just enjoy this journey. Heroes of faith, men and women who finished well. Whose lives, it says of Abel, we'll read about him in, him in a moment. It says his life still speaks to us. What well, I want to say to you, all these lives, all these ten lives speak to us. Will speak to us today. And there's some very specific things that will be... A blessing for you, whether you're a Christian here today, part of this church, whether you're a visitor, whether you're somebody who's just inquiring and thinking about faith, that's a journey we've all been on, every one of us. So wherever you are right now, there's going to be something in here that will speak to you today. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. And for by it, our ancestors were approved. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. I believe that. So that what is seen has, not, has been made from things that are not visible. By faith, here's the first one. Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And by this... He was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts and even though he is dead he still speaks through this. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not experience death and he took and he he was not to be found because God took him away. For prior to this transformation he was approved having pleased God Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, for the one who draws near to to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who speak to him. By faith, Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen, in reverence, built an ark to deliver his family, to save his family. And by this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went to a place he was going to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself, when she was barren, received power to conceive offspring, even though she was past the age, since she considered that the one who'd promised was faithful. And therefore, from one man, in fact, from one as good as dead, came offspring, as innumerable as the grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith without having received the promises. But they saw them from a distance, greeted them, and confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. Now those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they'd been remembering that land they came from, they would have had opportunity to return. But they now aspire to a better land, a heavenly one. And therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he's prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham when he was tested, offered up Isaac, he who'd received the promises, was offering up his unique son, about whom it had been said, in Isaac your seed will be called. He considered God to be able even to raise someone from the dead, from which he also got him back as an illustration. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and he worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, as he was nearing the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Some of these stories you may not be familiar with, but all those ones we've read about, read about are all in the book of Genesis. And I would strongly encourage you to read those stories, read what these summaries are all about. Verse 23, by faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful and they didn't, they didn't fear the king's edict. And by faith, Moses, when he'd grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the short lived pleasure of sin. For he considered reproach for the sake of the Messiah to be greater of greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, since his attention was on the reward, and he saw ahead to the Messiah. Hallelujah. By faith, he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger, for he persevered as one who sees him is invisible. By faith, he instituted the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as though they were, uh, as though they were on dry land. And when the Egyptians attempted to do this, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down, after being encircled for seven days, and by faith Rahab the prostitute received the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who disobeyed. That's the end of the ten characters that we read a little bit about. And then it says this, What more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David and Samuel and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength after being weak, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Some men were tortured, not accepting release, so that they might gain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings as well as bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they died by the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins, in goatskins, destitute, afflicted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts, mountains, caves and holes in the ground. All these were approved through faith but they did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us so that they would not so that they would not be made perfect without us it's an incredible chapter not only in in content but in in all that it's indicating these men and women who who were approved by faith didn't receive all they would believed in, they, they moved forward, but, but God was reserving their greatest inheritance so they could receive it with us. And I'll come on to this, but this whole chapter is written for us. It has something to say to us today. And I want you to just imagine that these, um, these 10 characters in particular, whose, whose lives still speak, are here today, as they are, urging us on to finish well, urging this church on to say, it's been a good year, it's been challenging for some, it's been, um, it's been disappointing for others, it's exceeded the expectations of some, it's been highly satisfactory for others, but now we must finish well, and I want to just come on to these next 10 days, but, but imagine these voices are calling to you, here's, here's some word for you today, Abel, what would he say? I think he might say something like this. Give God the very best. Give him the first fruits. Love being generous. Love tithing. Love putting God first. Abel still speaks. I think Enoch might say to us, keep walking steady. And consistent with God. Because Enoch's story is that he it, it describes him as not just living but walking with God. And then it says one day, it doesn't say this but it means this. One day the Lord said, you know what, it's, um, we're nearer to my place than yours. Why don't you just come with me? <laughs> and took him up. Enoch was taken. He didn't die. That's what it says in that little summary. He didn't die. He was taken to be with the Lord. I think Enoch might say, just keep walking. Keep walking, young folks, old folks. (laughs) You're somewhere in the room. I don't know where you are. (laughs) Just keep walking. Keep walking with the Lord. And whatever choices anybody else makes, you choose to keep walking with the Lord. Keep walking. Keep walking. Just keep walking. Steady, consistent. Sure, have some flourishes. Rise up on wings like eagles. Run and don't go away. But above all, keep walking. Keep walking so that this time next year, we're still walking. And more of us are walking together. I think Noah might say, do you know what? Build whatever God shows you. However ridiculous it might seem. And here's, a, here's an important thing. Do whatever it takes to save your family. Some of us in the room need to hear that this morning. Do whatever it takes to keep your family safe. To save your family. That's what it says he did. He did there. It was more than, there was something very familiar in, in, in what Noah did. He saved his family. Built this ark. It had never rained. There'd never been need for a boat before. He builds this huge hundred meter Long, 70 meter long, incredible thing. Got jeered and mocked, but he saved his family. Do whatever it takes to save your family. I think Abraham might say, um, believe that the promises can never die. What God's spoken over us this year by way of promise, believe it can never die. Be willing to sacrifice even the things that are, most precious to you for the sake of the call of God and believing the promises can never die Abraham received Isaac back from the dead as it were and it was I think Sarah might say to us this morning and I mean this in all sorts of ways receive the power to conceive something Sarah, by faith, received power to conceive. It's an incredibly powerful statement, that, isn't it? She received power to conceive something. And thinking about this, you know, that we need that. For something to be born in us, for, for, for the Word of God to, to take root in us, to be properly planted in us, we need God to give us power to conceive something. I believe that's going to happen this morning as part of finishing well. God will give us power to conceive something, for something to be born in us, for us to carry something, for us to work with something, for us to see something come to its full measure and be born out of us. Isaac, I think he might say, because he's Abraham's son, and Abraham is this fantastic, huge character and Exam- example of faith, they all are, but but imagine having Abraham as your dad. Oh my life! It could be pretty intimidating, couldn't it? And I think Isaac would say and, and this, maybe this is especially to, to all the young people here, especially these ones Find your own faith and not one that you simply inherited from your dad or your mum or your grandparents. Find your own faith. And Jacob might say something similar. He's the grandson. He really had to find his way. He had to wrestle with God. He had to, um, he had to work out what this was going to look like in his life. And I, I love it when we get to Genesis 28 and, and he says, from now on, you're going to be my God. Jacob might say, "Whatever, whatever the twists and turns take, whatever's needed, find the way through all the obstacles. Whatever the wrestling, and that might land in some lives today, that God will help you find a way through, however much kind of wrestling you need to do to get there." I think Joseph might say, "Hold on to those dreams." Even if you're mocked, and especially even if your circumstances seem to be saying that those dreams could not possibly be from God. They are. You'll, you'll know they are. And maybe this morning again, there's, there's special power to really believe again those promises, those dreams are God-given. Hold on to them whatever circumstances you're in, we're going to pray for you this morning that, that you come through all those and God is proved faithful. Rahab, she's the prostitute. You can read a lot into this. I don't know whether she was used and abused. I don't know anything about her life. We just simply know she was a prostitute. But, but she, she, she ends up in the genealogy of Christ. It is incredible, the grace of God, the goodness of God. I think Rahab would say, God can restore your life, whatever the past, however you feel about things, however ashamed you might feel, however dirty you might feel, God can cleanse you and deal with you and bring you right into all the things he has for you this morning. These lives still speak to us and i believe i believe they are here for this reason so that the writer could get to chapter 12 verse 1 therefore since we have such a large crowd or cloud of witnesses surrounding us this this is how Now the writer describes all these people, the 10 lives we read about, the others that were just summarized in a few words. Therefore, folks, therefore, Living Rock Church, at the end of 2019, since we have such a large crowd of witnesses, and we might add Ron to that list, we might add Marjorie to that list, we might add Audrey to that list, since we have such a large cloud or crowd of witnesses surrounding us, here's what we should do. Because this is all leading somewhere. It's not just a history lesson. It's leading to this. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares or entangles and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him endured a cross and despised the shame and has sat down, because in between there was a resurrection and ascension, hallelujah, he sat down at the right hand of God's throne. Why don't we read it out loud together? Therefore, since we have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us And let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. If we want to join them, if we want to finish well so that we can start well, then let's not meander or wander or slip accidentally into a new year. Let's run into it purposefully, intentionally, so that god can do and accomplish all that he wants to do in us these next 10 days i want i want and i'd love for you as well to run into the new year not to wander in not to meander in not to sort of waddle in that would be that would not be good did i not mention moses <gasps> goodness. I'll tell you what Moses would say, just as an aside. <laughs> Moses would say, you have to know who you really are. He chose not to be counted as Pharaoh's, daughter, Pharaoh's son, but to be numbered with the people. That's who he really was. He was brought up in, in Egypt, brought up in the palaces, but he, but he chose to know who he really was. And he began his ministry aged Eighty, and um, I think he might say, "Be patient (laughs) as you wait." Has anybody is anybody just about is anybody turning eighty in this new year? In the new year, John. Boxing Day. Day. Oh, we could sing to you later. (laughs) Um, Everything could start right now, John. Uh, (laughs) I think that's what Moses would say. Thanks, Rich. So, we're going to run into the new year. Who who feels up for that? Running into the new year, just being intentional. Let me read a couple of other verses that mention uh, running. There's several in the scriptures. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint." 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way to win the prize. In those in, in the New Testament um, verses, the word run means, and, and the Hebrew one will be very similar, but this is what Paul's describing here. Uh, and the fact that he's writing to Corinth is is part of how he uses this word. It means to run like an athlete in the Greek games, to advance speedily, to move forward with full effort and directed purpose, has this real sense of purpose and direction to exert oneself, to strive hard, to spend one's strength in performing or attaining something. A very purposeful word. Run into 2020. Paul says we should run with endurance. And that word means to to be steadfast, to be waiting, to be patient. And I just want to say, don't become impatient or frustrated as we enter this new year. In Galatians Five and verse seven, Paul says to them, You were running well. What a terrible epitaph that would be He did once he he once ran well she was she 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 was once running purposefully. We need to run with endurance. Then Paul says, Run without growing weary. How easy that is, hey to get weary in the running. In Galatians 6, it says, um, just turn with me to this, please, because this is a really, Galatians 6 and verse um, 9. Galatians 6, verse 9. This is, again, receive this word. If this, is, if this is what you need to hear, then take this as God speaking to you. We'll read from verse 7. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh. The one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So we must not get tired, there's, there's the word again, of doing good. For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. I think other versions say we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Uh, And and some of us need to just receive that this morning. I I am on track to reap a harvest. I mustn't give up. I mustn't get weary in the process. And then Paul says, run to win the prize, which of course is always the heavenly call, the upward prize. And he says, don't run in vain, he says in, in a couple of his epistles. Don't be aimless, run to win the prize. So let me just draw all this together and say this. Give me give us some practical things. If we want to end this year really well, and whoever we are in the room, whether you've been walking strongly with the Lord or not, whether until today you've you've kind of known him personally or not, whether it's been good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, let's finish well. And here's some things. I think, will help us to do that if you put those up. The first is this. He says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes it's good to just do a bit of a spot check, a, a, a sort of stock take. And just ask the question, is, is he Lord of all? Are my eyes fixed on him? You know, we'd say he's Lord, but but is he? Does he does he does he have the final say in every area of my life? Do I keep some stuff in, in reserve in private? Or is he Lord of all? Can I honestly say my eyes are fixed on him? Is he my passion or my hobby? Is he center or somewhere on the edges? David, fix your eyes on Jesus then it says, lay aside every weight. This is in Hebrews 12, 1, I'm just referring back to that verse. Lay aside every weight. Wow, that's a powerful statement. Lay aside, and we kind of, God took us there a little bit in our worship time, didn't he? To, to in these next 10 days, do whatever it takes to lay aside, to put aside every weight weight, everything that's weighing you down, everything that's holding you back, and it says the sin that so easily ensnares or entangles us, whatever it takes to deal with those things, whatever it takes to mend a broken relationship, don't carry it into the new year, whatever it takes to deal with a bad attitude, don't take it into the new year, whatever it takes to free yourself from a habit that's wrecking you, destroying you. Always getting the better of you. There's power this morning to break it and to go into the new year weightless, free. Lay aside every weight. I want to encourage you to go back to basics a strong devotional life, reading the word every day, time in prayer. Finding um, in my notes here, I've called it a sacred space—just a place where you can regularly talk to the Lord. And there's nothing in and of the place, but it just becomes a place that you find Him. A sacred space. Maybe you need a new Bible for the new year, where you can just start some new notes. Read it in a fresh version, a fresh translation, whatever it takes to keep it fresh. Don't grow weary. A new Bible, a new reading plan, a a space that you regularly go to, time set aside. Let's go back to basics because we never move on from them. Amen? Then I want to encourage you to review his word to you. What's he said to you? What's he said to you as part of the church? What's he said to you personally? What dreams have you had? What promises do you feel he's spoken to you? And then review your word back to him. What did you, what have you said to him this year? And then ask him for a vision for this year, 2020 vision. Say, Lord, what is it you want me to move into in this new year? And if we could take the next nine days in everything else that's going on, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot happening. But I don't think this is too much to ask, is it? because we want to finish this year really well and get a great start in the new year. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.